You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Happy Monday, Bruce. How are you? Yeah, healthy alive. It's Monday, so yeah. Have you been down to the Suez Canal over the weekend? (laughs) No, uh, I haven't haven't been over there. Uh, It's a bit... uh bit of a ways away from here well yeah i mean if you remember chris matthews all those years ago he said where egypt sits in the world is so strategically located they have of course the panama canal <laughs> uh-huh. it's a Su- uh-huh. suez canal mr matthews yeah. yeah yeah have you seen the ship that is lodged down there you know i th- i thought that this was something that they got out it was my understanding that russian tugs were sent down there and pulled it out that's the story i read but as it turns yeah. out that wasn't the case at all it's still stuck there and it's it's wedged in there, literally blocking the entire canal. Yeah, could you could you imagine a, a terrorist group or something like that doing this and just sinking the vessel or something like that, blocking off the entire canal? Well, from what you're telling me, there's there's a way that if they try to remove it, then it's going to cause a serious problem anyway. So if they try to, to, yeah, if it if it goes wrong because it's fully loaded, so if the thing. Uh, I immediately had the thought of Congressman Hank Johnson in my head. If it tips over and, and capsizes. Capsize. <laughs> if it tips over and capsizes, well, then all those containers are going to be coming off and going into the uh, the canal. So that's going to be a mess. Uh, all those goods that are in there are going to be lost. The ship's going to be lost. It's going to turn into a giant salvage operation. And in the meantime, you've got a major supply chain, a major global supply chain that is now going to be disrupted. Tell me that I'm not smelling something from Beijing involved in this. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not trying to be conspiratorial, but it seems awful funny that our economies are now starting to open back up. And now all of a sudden, the largest channel for commerce and trade is now blocked. That seems awful strange that the timing is just impeccable. Yeah, it, it is impeccable timing that we just so happen to have this like rare occurrence uh, right after a pandemic and uh, well, quote unquote pandemic. Two major shipping canals in the world, the Panama Canal, which we do not control anymore. Thank you, George Herbert Walker Bush. The Chinese now control that for whatever reason. And the Suez Canal. Hmm. Now, one of those is controlled by China. So that in turn allows them to have access to free flow of goods across the, the Atlantic from the Pacific. Okay. Well, now the Suez Canal's blocked that they didn't have control over. What becomes the predominant shipping lane in the world now? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So I'm just asking. I'm just asking a question. That's all. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at the when you look at the GPS uh, where the ship went, it's um, basically uh, a, a middle school schooler's rendition of a male genitalia. Um, yeah. Hence why I'm asking the question. Am I not seeing? Well, and let's look at the other thing here. An evergreen truck, which by the way, the evergreen uh, containers are all over this thing. An evergreen truck was jackknifed on a highway in China yesterday in the same position as that vessel in the Suez Canal. It's almost like they're rubbing our faces in it. Yeah. Just just maybe a little bit. Now, that, again, that could just be coincidence, but it's almost like that's that's kind of like, you know, 
just laughing a little bit. As in, do you remember the um, do you remember the New Year's Eve event in Wuhan? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. pure propaganda that thing was. Because yeah. when's the Chinese New Year? Right, it's not January first. So why did they do that? Because they're laughing at us. It's the same thing with, in my humble opinion, same situation here. They're laughing. Now, it could have been hacked. It could have been intentional. It could have been accidental. I don't know. But I find it awful strange that the Western economies are now starting to open back up because the governments can no longer hang on to the COVID narrative anymore because we're trending out of the normal cold and flu season, which, by the way, I put up a Uh, I put up a shot today that someone so graciously shared from Fox News on our Telegram channel, and it shows the flu cases in the U.S., right? 2019-2020 flu season, 38 million cases of the flu, okay? 2020-2021 flu season in the United States, 1,822. So we're trending out of the cold and flu season by the numbers. We're trending out of that. So our economies are starting to open back up, aren't they? Oh, well, now we have a problem with the global supply chain as far as goods being transported, energy being transported, food being transported. That threatens the supply chain, doesn't it? So this thing, listen to the size of this thing, right? It's a massive thing. 200,000 tons is the weight of that ship. 200,000 tons. Known as the Ever Given ran aground earlier this week when a powerful sandstorm packing winds in excess of 45 miles per hour buffeted the ship and caused it to become lodged between the banks of the critical passageway. Since the incident, officials have been working to dislodge the vessel, although estimates about how long that might take vary from days to weeks. Man, that's awful strange. The passage handles 12% of all global trade, making the incident an immensely costly one for companies across the world and one that has the ability to produce ripple effects across the global economy. As if we haven't been hammered economically enough already... Now we're going to be throwing this little curveball. I find it real strange that that happens right now. Oh, but it, clearly it was climate change. Clearly. Yes, yes, of, of course, of course. The Suez, right, for those that don't know, connects the Mediterranean and the Red Sea at a choke point, which is a narrow stretch that makes trade travels, uh, you know, through much like the Panama Canal and the Strait of Hormuz, you know, the oil, Strait of Hormuz, that kind of thing. You know, they tried something with the Strait of Hormuz last year. We talked about it with the tankers. Didn't work. Makes me wonder what they're going to do the next time. So just days into the blockage, shipping costs have exploded to nearly four times what they were last year. Uh, Real quick, just to give you a little bit more on the Suez uh, taking that route. If you take, if, if you go from Singapore to Rotterdam, it's about nine days is what you shave off mm-hmm. going through there. It goes from 8,301 nautical miles uh, going through the Suez. When you block that, now you can't take it. You have to take the longer route and go around Africa, the tip of Africa. That's 11,758 nautical miles. So oh, well, just no, well, see that? No, see, that's okay. That's okay because China can just get the goods there much faster. So you, you don't have to. Yeah. You, you don't have to come out of. You, we don't need that in Rotterdam anymore. Right. We don't need that coming out of the Netherlands. We can do that in China now. That's that's fine. So, I mean, they can get it there in in no time. Right. No time flat. Well, no need to worry about those also, high costs. No, no need to worry about that. This also means that China doesn't have to export stuff either. They can focus on their own country first, mm-hmm, technically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. The effect on the global supply chain is only made worse by the fact that the COVID-19 pandemic has already resulted in delays and shortages for shipping companies worldwide. Uh, Side note on the Evergreen Company. That's a Taiwanese company. Also interesting that um, funny those two China and Taiwan kind of have a 
uh, you know. Yeah, and Taiwan just announced their largest Chinese incursion yet uh, mm-hmm. here in the last uh, 24 hours. And joining us to give his take on uh, all of the pressing issues in the world is uh, our Los Angeles correspondent. GP, how are you? Great. What are you guys doing? I, uh, We're talking about that behemoth that is wedged in the Suez Canal. I, I thought Oprah was here in the States. <laughs> of course, it turns into a comedy show as soon as he comes in the door. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just have a hard time with billionaires talking about being oppressed. But go ahead. Well, no, it's it, it's funny. you It's funny you bring that up because, I mean, the the amount of um, the amount of money that's lost in uh, in global shipping per day is um, it's about nine and a half billion dollars in lost traffic and lost uh, lost shipping every day that that ship is wedged in there. Um, it, you know, we, we were just talking uh, just casually and, and mentioning that it's strange how our economies are now beginning to open back up. And, you know, you have states that are saying, well, you know, we're not going to stay closed anymore. We have to get moving. We don't have time for this. And, mm. you know, the COVID narrative is falling apart. The flu numbers are starting to make it to the mainstream news. You know, they've been covering up the uh, the flu and relabeling it as COVID and all the rest of it. And so that's falling apart. And so our economies are starting to reopen. And now all of a sudden, there's a major ship that is blocking one of the largest supply routes in the world. Mm-hmm. Strange how that happens. And so now our economies are going to take an even further hit due to this because they say, oh, it could be, uh, well, it could be weeks before that gets out of there. Well, that's right after the uh, whole bunch of refineries go down or something of that nature, too. Uh-huh. So, yeah. We'll yeah. Since January, supply chain disruptions have cost the world trade more than $200 billion. And $6 billion to $10 billion will be added to that figure every week that the Suez Canal remains impassable. So that's according well, we to... Well, we just print some money, right? We just print oh, that, Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We'll just... Yeah. Well, GP, how do you pay for it? Well, you just do. You just do. You just print Europe's money. largest insurer, according to Europe's largest insurer, Allianz, that, that's according to them, uh, which mm. I, I have insurance to them. It's a good company. This show is brought to you by Allianz. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll take a discount on my uh, on my policy this year. That'd be great. Thank you. And I know that they cover my travel when I'm traveling. Are they your travel, travel insurance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're great insurance, man. I love them. Uh, I'm I'm thankful I haven't had a claim yet, but I don't yeah, know if they're great. I, too. I, just, I just keep paying them. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is that the Suez Canal blockage is the straw that breaks the global trades back. Uh, the author of the study from Allianz wrote: First suppliers' delivery times have lengthened since the start of the year and are now long in Europe than during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic. Strange. Strange how well, all I have happens. to make a correction for you. The flu is coming back. Oh, is it? Um, you remember? How- it is because it's to cover up the people that got COVID after the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So now it's not COVID. Now it's the flu. Now it's the actual flu. Even well, that though explains it's COVID. No, no, it's, it's it was it's COVID, but they're saying it's the uh-huh. flu. We, well, that explains that explains the numbers. That that explains the numbers that we were seeing. Uh, Fox News reported uh, this morning. I, I put a shot of a shot of it up in our uh, our Telegram channel there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last year, 2019 to 2020, we had, I talked about this before you came in, but just bring you up to speed. Uh, between 2019 and 2020, the United States had 38 million cases of the flu that were confirmed. Uh, in 20 yep. to 2021, which, I mean, 38, that's about normal, right? That's, that's about normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and 20 to 2021, the flu season during that time, we had 1,822 cases of the flu. Crazy. It, it is. It's just a, it's a wonder of science. It's a wonder of science. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I spoke to somebody the other day that has now been confirmed to have COVID now, and they were given a COVID test and it came back positive. And of course, they have the usual, you know, can't mm-hmm. taste or smell. And, you know, they oh, feel like they had actual symptoms. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, wow, they feel I'm like I don't I don't count this many don't encounter that many people oh. in the throttle testing that actually have symptoms that you know. Yeah, well, they say that it's just, uh, I mean, I've been talking to the person pretty regular and they say that they just, and they're in the U.S., they say that it's no different than, you know, sinus infection or whatever. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. when they first went to a a doctor's office, they said, they, I mean, they just dismissed it and sent him home and said, it's a sinus infection. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Tested him for COVID. Yeah, Yeah, tested him for COVID, came back positive, didn't test him for the flu. So, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. That is our world today. It is. Which agenda is being pushed right now? Uh, right now, uh, well, they're trying – like, they're scrambling to hang on to COVID, uh, but you can see that they're trying to shift to something else. Uh, but I haven't quite figured out what yet. I mean, climate change How changes, did the super ticker crash? Uh, they say that it was uh, a sandstorm, which I'm assuming is what they're going to attribute to climate change, uh, which caused uh-huh. it to lose navigation and run aground. And now it's wedged in there sideways. Okay. Uh, the GPS, looking at where it had gone on the GPS um, – it's a little difficult to say that it was a sandstorm that pushed it in there. Yeah, because the because track it, on the it's, GPS is a giant. Yeah. What? Yeah. If yeah. you look at it, it, it's it's a giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Male dominant society. I got uh, it. It's a tox- toxic masculinity, GP. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. It's a good thing I identify only as a... Uh, I, my pronouns are Lord, Your Majesty, and King. Okay, Your Majesty. Have you received? <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you received your fourteen hundred dollar COVID stimulus check yet? I have never received any of those checks. You haven't received any of those checks, Bruce. Have you received your fourteen hundred dollar COVID stimulus check? I cannot confirm nor deny that I have or have not. <laughs> <laughs> I have never received any of those checks. You've never received. Neither have I. Not a thing. Yeah, neither have I. The stim. Now, this is interesting because I'll tell you who are getting COVID stimulus checks. Are you ready for this? And if you inmates, if if you. Yes, it is inmates. How did you know that? Because that's big here. Inmates get COVID stimulus checks. Billions and billions of dollars in the uh, CARES Act were sent to prisoners. Shut Uh, up. Illegals as well. Illegals as well. Well, yeah, we knew that that was, yeah, we, we knew that was the case, but the prisoners, yeah, but the prisoners, yeah, 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 yeah. prisoners, I, mm-hmm. I saw that one today. They're calling it a stimulus check disgrace. Prisoners are getting $1,400 payments. Mm-hmm. What the majority of the general public might not know is that individuals who are incarcerated are also eligible. Okay. I don't necessarily have a problem with that per se, because if they're remember working. a lot of people are, if no, a lot of people that are in jail may have been working before and it's innocent until proven guilty. So they're waiting for their court date and they're still locked up. They haven't been able to post bail or any of that nature. Okay. So what are you going to discriminate against those people? No. As a matter of fact, to that point, the state of California ruled today, your Supreme Court, that, well, mm-hmm. actually yesterday, I'm sorry, uh, ruled that um, if Gummy someone- Gummy bears are a vegetable- it, more or less, yeah. If someone doesn't have the ability to post bail, well, they just exempt them from cash bail. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. Unbelievable. The Internal Revenue Service promised earlier this week to boost efforts to quickly provide much needed cash to millions of financially struggling Americans. Yes, you've been closed for a year. Here's $1,400. Yeah, that'll solve it. Well, here's an extra $600. Uh, sorry, this isn't for the last conversation we were having. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the image there. Oh, did you hand draw this? That's the GPS. Oh, oh there it is. And yes, it, it looks like it was hand drawn. Okay, I'm seeing. Okay, I've seen you draw this many times. <laughs> so the, teacher really confiscate, like... the teacher confiscated the last one in study hall. Yeah. 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 Okay, now I, I will tell you this. In the global sense of the, the phallic symbol, the go F yourself uh, mentality, 
across the board is to draw that. And that looks like, is that seriously the, the movement of the ship? That's seriously the GPS movement yep. of the ship. Yes. Looks like a sandstorm, uh, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a sandstorm. All right. All right. Uh, getting back to the stage. Well, the figure first. eight, I can, I can understand the figure eight. I can, I can. I can yeah, because that's what they do. The they eight. just go in the figure yeah. eight. You know, yeah, they, they, they do the figure eight. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back to the stimulus checks. Okay. As of Friday, the Internal Revenue Service has confirmed that 127 million COVID relief checks, totaling roughly 750 billion dollars. Yes, we have two trillion, right? 750 billion out of two trillion is what you get. Uh, have already been sent out under the American Rescue Plan. Don't you worry, they got another four trillion on the way. Yeah, massive. Three, infrastructure. It's not four, three point five. Well, that's a negotiation, right? That that's a good place to open the negotiation. They say that it can go <laughs> as high as five point five in the next spending bill. What's the money? What is the trillion for? What is it for? They say Seriously. it's infrastructure. They say it's infrastructure. Okay, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Define infrastructure. Yeah, I understand. for them. I understand, but we'll talk new, about. I have my pools, own. I have my own suspicions. Yeah, I have my own suspicions. We'll talk about it in a second. With this in mind, there are several Republican state senators who are seeking to redirect those funds to the prisoners' victims uh, if they're owed money. Oh, uh, that's great! It, really? If the money, okay, so, so if the they have money to pay restitution, be... if they have to pay restitution, yes. just send it to them. Is what you're saying? Well, you know these these people that have committed frauds, things of that nature, like stolen from. Uh, you know, people, whatever, say they stole $3,000 from an old lady, whatever. Should the inmate be getting this money or should that money go back to the lady that, you know, that was robbed? Because the money was uh, going to go to this guy. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say send it to if they have to if they're, a you know, if they're ordered to pay restitution, then yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Send it to the victim. Because we're already paying. They're already gotten their meals paid for. Yeah, they're getting meals and, and a place housing, to sleep and everything else paid yeah. for. Yeah, sure. Sure. All right. Then it goes on to talk about all that crap. All right. You guys want to talk about the border? You want to discuss the border at all? It's a mess down there. How can it be a mess down there? Really? You haven't seen the footage? Oh, that's not a mess. <laughs> that's footage from that's imaginary airbrushed footage. Yes. That's yes. Been By the way, to you. The, the kids in cages, right? You were talking about you were looking for the term mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. I figured out what it was. Mm. Overflow facilities. Overflow facilities. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. So Trump, Donald Trump, former president mm -hmm. Donald Trump, says that mm -hmm. he will visit the border over the next couple of weeks after being asked by Customs and Border Patrol officials. They asked him to visit. Awesome. So he's going to go down there. Of course, Biden, what did he say in his latest uh, green screen appearance on the South Lawn? He's been speaking I, I, with several world leaders on it, uh, and mm -hmm. he's, yeah, he's looking into it. After you don't he was need asked to, to involve any other world leaders. It's very simple. Do not come across or we will deport you. Well, gee whiz, Bruce, that's not very welcoming. These are people that are starving. No. You know? They're they're coming they're coming up oh, with uh, uh, with sorry. Tommy Hilfiger uh, jeans and 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 you're, cellular you're, telephones you're right. and smoking cigarettes. I mean, these are these are starving people. Gold chains. You're right. I, it's not kind enough. Um we'll deport you and your family that's already here. <laughs> Goodness. All right. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donald Trump, and I'm just quoting Trump in his interview here. Uh, he says, a lot of people want me to uh, visit the border. He says, the Border Patrol and all the people at ICE, they want me there. They asked me to go. He says, so I sort of feel like I owe it to them. Uh, they're great people. They're doing an incredible job. It's a very, very dangerous situation. I'd love not to be involved. Somebody else is supposed to be doing it. Uh, but he was asked uh, to disclose. <laughs> right. the exact Yeah. Somebody else, somebody is supposed else to be should doing be doing it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, what's his name? Stumble Bomb Joe. Get the hell down there. Right. Get down there. What are you doing? That or the media. None of the media has been down there. We had to have uh, a Democrat from Texas 
to expose some of it. And then the federal government was like, well, we got to do damage control now. So we'll we'll give you some scrubbed images or ones that we, you know, made look a little bit better than it really was. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, one of the facilities that are not as crowded as the other ones. And uh, yeah, showed you one of the ones that was 300 percent overflowed instead of the 780 some percent. I posted one. I I posted one in Telegram a couple of days ago. It was a pod that was designed for I want to say it was like a couple of hundred people or something. And it was at 1500 percent capacity. It was absolutely unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was somebody walking around inside the pod. And I mean, people are just crammed in there. Uh, it's 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 horrible. It's absolutely horrible. But he was asked to disclose an exact date for uh, any trip. And Trump said he didn't want to set a schedule. But over the next few weeks, he said that he would go. He says, I'm not sh-, he says, I'm not sure if I should really do it. Other than the fact that I have uh, such respect for the Border Patrol and for ICE, these people, they're dying for leadership. And there's nothing. There's no leadership. You know something? I even had somebody who was a died in the wool Democrat that voted for Biden. And you know what they told me? Yesterday, they said, there's no leadership going on here. None. He said it's boring. He says, at least with Trump, you know, we had something going on. We had something exciting to talk about, even if it was bad. He says, but this guy, you know, even they are now kicking themselves. Yeah, GP, you're laughing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times because it's that, it's that, see, I told you so moment. Yeah. See, I told you so. I, but here's the thing. It's not the leadership they want because I still... I'm a firm believer that this is exactly this is this everything's going to plan. Everything mm-hmm. is going to plan. It, 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 it's not it's not your plan. It's not a better America or or the classic thinking of countries and nations and borders and all that. No, this is the this is the new norm. They have to get these people in. It's a voter base. It causes disruptions. It's going to cause um, a, a crisis for them to to grab for more control. So. Yeah, of course they want this. Of course they want to have the borders open. They're just they're just violating laws. You know, eh, we don't have to go through Congress or any of that kind of stuff. Let's just not enforce any of those laws, those pesky laws. Well, the people that that were on board with the whole Biden agenda, they thought that, you know, we're going to do something and, uh, you know, we're going to set America back on the right track. Um, that doesn't include you, the, the average Biden voter out there. That doesn't include you. You're not a part of that. Do you not understand that yet? The people that are supposed to represent the Democrats, the people that are supposed to represent the Republicans, we the people, right? We don't exist in their new vision for America. We're not part of that. It's everyone else that they can bring in. See, we voted to end that system by voting in an outsider. They didn't like what we had to say. So now our votes don't matter anymore. Do you get it yet? That's that's really what it is. It's the same thing with the Europeans, right? The British, they voted to leave the European Union. Well, guess what? They didn't like what you had to say. So now your votes don't matter anymore. Trump went on to say, you have to see the squalor, the children. And frankly, people that have come into the country, when you look at what's happening, the dirt and the filth, that's why they're not letting the press in. And believe me, the conditions in there, if that footage is being put out by the Customs and Border Patrol, if that's what's really going on in there, that is an understatement what he's saying. That's an absolute tragedy in those facilities. GP, you've been in those facilities, albeit it was a, it was a while yes. ago. It's bad in there, isn't it? It was bad then, yeah. I mean, it was... It's it's like being in jail, I guess, would be the best term. With you know, So what if it's... A, whether it's a fence, bars, or walls, it's still you're in an enclosed area. As sure, you've got uh, access to, you know, a private toilet facility and things of that nature, but It's nowhere where I would want to spend a week or two or three or a day. Shoot, not even a day. I mean, 
I mean, I've had a good video game going on, maybe, but there's not a lot of that stuff going on there. No, no. He was asked about uh, Biden, Donald Trump. He was asked about Biden. Uh, uh, he was asked about uh, squandering the uh, the relationship that Trump had built with Mexico. Trump said he's supposed to go and make the decision to stay in Mexico, as in speaking about the people that are coming across. He said he ended that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, it's incredible. We're not going to get along with Mexico any longer. We have a great president of Mexico uh, who was great to me. And of course, you know, all that has been torpedoed now. So there's there's nothing there. You know, I, I said this last week. I said, we want to be a trading partner to Mexico. Mexico wants us as a trading partner. But that was the whole point of the uh, the things that Trump reversed from the Obama era about the border was, hey, you need to get a handle on what's going on down in Mexico. Speaking to the Mexicans, you need to get a handle of what's going on down there. And the Mexicans are, are overloaded, too. I'm not bashing on Mexico. I'm not picking on Mexico. Mm-hmm. But they're overloaded on their resources. They're stretched thin down there as it is. So, hey, what can we do as the U.S. to work together to help you to stop that flow? And if we can do that, we're going to have a better trade deal here amongst us. That was the idea with Trump. And now Mm -hmm. the Biden administration, maybe not Biden per se, because I don't believe the man knows where he is, but the administration, the people that are around him have essentially torched all of that. It's all gone. Mm -hmm. So there's no talk of any kind of a trade deal or what we've got going forward. There's just a, a failing policy down there that we're now being uh, bum rushed with in the U.S., for lack of a better term, that's being carried out by the uh, the horrible surroundings of the administration and the cartels. All okay. going to plan. Yeah, it's all going to plan. Disrupt world trade, lock everyone down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, GP, you talked about uh, spending money there, the infrastructure. Let's let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. So four trillion, upwards of four trillion. Well, actually, I, I could say upwards of five and a half trillion. They're saying that it could go as high as five and a half trillion. You asked me what it's mm-hmm. going to go towards. Infrastructure. Infrastructure, of mm-hmm. course. What kind of infrastructure spending is that? What is that? If I had to guess, and it's just my opinion, if I had to guess, I would say that it's going to go towards what did Biden announce when he took over and his administration took over about all the government vehicles? All of them are going to be electric, right? right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with electric vehicles. In order for electric vehicles to function properly, then all vehicles have to be electric, right? If you're going to have them autonomous. The problem with autonomous vehicles, this is why you see Tesla cars getting in crashes when they go into full autonomous mode, because the other cars are not autonomous. If you had an infrastructure that was there that had all the cars autonomous, all of them talking to each other, all of them electric, all of them controlled, and all of them on the grid, rather that be the electrical grid and the internet grid, the internet of things, Mm -hmm. then you need that kind of money, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's just my opinion as to where they're going to go with that kind of money. And of course, they'll have all kinds of, you know, what we're, we're going to have to send, I don't know, 50 million this time to the Kennedy Center for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> that'll be worked in there somewhere. There'll be some in there for education. There'll be some in there for healthcare and all the rest of it. But, you know, the usual pork. But I think when they're talking about infrastructure, they're talking about stuff like this. If they have the ability to create something to take away your freedom and your rights to go where you want, when you want, how you want, then they'll do it. That's why I think that this is my problem with electric cars. I have nothing really against hybrids. I I think hybrids are are a good step. But electric cars, I, I don't really like. I like the one that Tesla makes. I like the one that Tesla makes. But the problem I have with the electric cars is they're being forced rather than innovated. That's not an innovation. That's not where the free market has taken us. That's where it's been pushed. 
That's why they're not going to work because it's been pushed there. That's stifled innovation. It won't work. That's not real creativity. That's people that have stolen all the money and all the wealth through fraud that are picking winners and losers that have picked a loser in the terms of markets. Doesn't work like that. The market doesn't work like that. So they've stifled the create, excuse me, they've stifled the innovation. So you have a product here that's being forced on people that is going to be a failing product. It's meant to not work. It's meant to make you quit and give up hope. That's what it's about. It's not meant to work. People are being sold on these electric vehicles as, oh, these are the future. These, are the... But it's a bait and switch. Because when you take this electric vehicle, when you take this thing that has to be fully autonomous, and believe me, they're going to sell them like, oh, you're never going to be in an accident again, and you'll never have to worry about drinking and driving again. But you have to do what we say. Your score has to be correct, right? Your ESG has to be right. Mm -hmm. If you don't do what's necessary, if you're out traveling so much, if you're going here, you're going there and, you know, whatever, your score is going to drop because you're doing too much damage to the infrastructure. You're doing too much damage to the environment. So therefore, we're going to have to charge you an increased rate to charge your car. So it's not going to cost you $18 to charge your car. It's going to cost you $1,800 to charge your car until you can get that score down. You might have to stay home for a little bit until you can reset your carbon credits. Hell, even uh, looking at, uh, we, were, we were talking about this here a while back. I didn't realize the difference between um, prices of electricity in Germany and France, for example, just comparing the two. If they higher. push for the, yes, yeah, a, a little bit higher. Uh, if you compare uh, that here, if you bring Germany's idea, which they're trying to do, right? They're trying to bring in these solar and wind and replace coal and gas. Which failed that. here, by the way, miserably. It, yeah. It, it Only in one there. area. But if they bring that here, uh, that failure in one area is going to be a failure across the, the entirety of the nation. You have one front come through, uh, you know, one winter storm come through. Well, tough luck. I mean, <laughs> an entire swaths of the nation will be out of power uh, if you go that route. But Unless we build giant fuel cell type generators. But that's not a wind or solar. See, the, the, if you were trying to be innovative and you were trying mm -hmm. to create an alternative, mm -hmm. yeah, you would find something else. Hydrogen. The problem is, is they're not being innovative. They're trying to force us into a system that they have investments in. But mm -hmm. all that, uh, what I was getting at with the prices and whatnot, what, it's something like $30 a, a kilowatt hour or something like that yeah. in, in Germany. And, and yeah, and in France, they have a comparable rate to the US, which is, uh, what is it, around like 17 cents or something like that. They got a lot of nukes somewhere in, in France. Yeah, but that's my point. If you wanted to go green, you wanted something to be more... Um, uh, beneficial or 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 less damage to the environment, if you will, you would look at other means. Well, another mean would be nuclear, and nobody's for that, it seems like, or very few, at least in the political world. You know, putting all that aside, though, going to the electric car, like you were talking, I, I think if we were left to our own devices, if we would have been, I think at least the self-driving cars. I, I feel like that was an inevitable just because everything is going so technological. So we're reliant on technology so much nowadays that they would end up um, going self-driving anyway, uh, just because, as you said, it's safer. Um, it's more convenient for some people. It, it was going to happen. 
Let's look at this other thing. So we can we can kind of go this way with it. Okay, so as you said, they're forcing the market, right? That, I mean, that's what we're talking about here. They're forcing the market. They're stifling innovation by forcing things into areas where they have investments and no one else does. So they have investments. That, the solar and wind thing, they've got investments in that. They've got the government contracts. They steer the contracts to that. They rake off the money for that. The high-speed rails that never exist, right? That's the other thing. The administration now says, well, we're going to build high-speed rails. You remember that? Yeah. High-speed rails under Obama. GP, the high-speed rails in California. Yeah, it's been a great success. The other aspect to this is they're using... Okay, let me put it this way. They're using old, outdated technologies. That's the other thing here. They're using old, outdated ideas that they're repackaging and giving to people. These are not innovations, These are not innovations. Electric cars are nothing new. They've been around since the 50s, albeit they were concepts back then. But nonetheless, that's what they were. They were there. They weren't very efficient. And we've talked about the first cars were technically electric cars. Technically, yeah. Yeah. But my point is, is that there are other innovations in the manners of being an actual free market innovation that can change our civilization as we know it. And they're being ignored. They're not touching those. Why? Because they don't control it. They don't have a future in those because it will make them irrelevant. Those are real innovations. Those things are being pushed aside. They call those disruptive technologies. I've used that term here before. The thing is, though, is if these politicians would jump on board and put investments into those ideas, they would make the money that they're making anyway. They would, but they don't have the control. They want the control. They don't want the money. They want the control. uh, It's like Gates. Gates doesn't want the money. He wants the control. He doesn't want the the money and all the profits of of making 3D printed food. He wants the control over what you eat. That's more important to someone like him, a sycophant like him. That's more important to him. It's not giving you a better product. It's about the control of what he can do with that product that he forces you to take. So yes, they can make the money. As a matter of fact, they could be fabulously wealthy and be the whole boss hog kind of stuff and, and whatever and just and run things. If they would just sit back and collect the check and shut up, they could do that, but they don't want to. It's always more. Like I said, they're like degenerate gamblers. They have to double down and take more and more and more until it becomes about control and power rather than profits, right? They eventually get to a point where they're like, I got all the money. What do I care? Then it becomes, what more can we do with your life for you? We talked about it the other day after we went offline on the exclusive And it was almost like I opened Pandora's box with you when I showed you this new material. Graphene. It was, yeah. Graphene. This was discovered 10 years ago, roughly 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago. I I remember when it was discovered. It was discovered by accident. I remember reading about it. I was sitting in my office one day and I was reading about it. And these um, these two scientists, or two professors rather, literally just started dragging a piece of tape across... Uh, a piece of graphite, like an end of a pencil or something. And then they, as they kept doing that, they decided, well, we're just going to put this under a microscope and see what comes out. And they thought, oh my God, this could be the most profound discovery that's ever been made in human history. Just that. And you ask, well, what is, you know, what does graphene do, right? Think about this. Think about this. This is a substance that is literally just about everywhere. Okay. Just about everywhere. You can do so much with it. It's a semiconductor. It's 200 times stronger than steel. And listen to this. I read this fact about it the other day, too. Two layers, two layers of this stuff at the atomic level is bulletproof. Think about that. 
So this stuff, uh, just just to put a, a, a I don't know a finer point on it or uh, whatever. You, uh, graphene is literally carbon. It's a single layer, uh, almost like a it's almost like a two D layer of of carbon atoms, and they all form a um, honeycomb pattern. And this honeycomb pattern is what makes gives it its strength and also allows the um, electrons to travel. Um, so freely through the material uh, with with less resistance. Um, so it makes it strong. Uh, it's good thermal uh, and electrical conductor. Um, so the the applications are you know electronics. Um, we, we're starting to use them in batteries. We're starting to use them on things like um, uh, helmets or or you know for abrasion or or impact resistance. Um, the, this, this literally is the, has potential to be like this space metal, like the, they were 3d printing using graphene and it was capable of, uh, the same strengths as the previous material they were using, the resin they were using at 20% of the density. So, uh, you know, using it as 3D printing or, or um, structural reinforcement for buildings, I mean, the applications are massive and carbon is like the second most abundant, you know, element out there, at least on our planet. Um, it, it, it's uh, quite impressive what we might be able to do with this stuff. The, the problem is, is um, as, as we said, the, the, uh, the ones that are after control aren't interested as much. They're not investing in it as much. You know, you, you have other groups that are, that are trying to um, figure out uses for it. And, and it goes you know, against the agenda. The Do you know why it goes against the agenda? Because of what you said in the beginning. What did you say the material is based in? Carbon. Carbon. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What have we been hearing about for the last 10 years? And you're going to continue to hear more about what are they at war against carbon? Right. Yeah. Carbon's that evil, evil element out there that's going to kill us all. Your carbon right. footprint. You're bad. Yeah. Carbon. If there is a war against carbon before an emerging technology comes up to make them irrelevant, to put them out of business, well, they have a vested interest in keeping that disruptive technology suppressed. This has this has good. So one of the ways that they're they're having a problem manufacturing uh, graphene right now that that's the main whole drawback is is mass producing. But some researchers found that they were able to use old tires, you know, uh, rubber, plastics, and they were heating up this uh, these materials to um, very high temperatures in the range of five thousand degrees Fahrenheit, uh, and and basically. Um, what it looked like is they basically stuck it in a tube and sent an electrical current through there and did like a really high voltage um, well, snap, if you will. Or, or, or it looked like the stuff we used to do in like chemistry class with like the Brillo pads. Yeah, we used to just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, it just sends that pulse through there, flash, uh, you know, you have that high bit of heat instantly and it turns it to graphene instantly. And they're able to make, what was it, about a kilogram or so? Um, a day, yeah. A day doing this procedure, and it is the lower. Uh, it takes less energy to do it that way than the the previous ways they were doing it, and it's not. Uh, you know, it doesn't have the emissions like the other procedure they were using. And there's no so harsh this chemicals. Is a very, nothing. Yeah, 
yeah, no harsh chemicals or any of that. So that that's a might be a possible way for our recycling going from the rubbers and and uh, plastics and then converting over to graphene and then start using graphene. If we can find a way to mass produce this stuff, um, <laughs> this th- this changes everything. I mean, they're making circuits that are flexible and able to be adhered to like the skin, for example. And they were using that for sensors. Not a huge fan of the idea of having, you know, that kind of thing. But the applications in the medical field, making sensors that are far more accurate and also able to stick to the skin and and moves with the skin. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Sounds pretty useful. Uh, But Apparently, the elites don't want that. It's not... Uh, They'll lose control. Uh, they would gain so much control doing that, though. If they if they headed up the, the manufacturing or the uh, design ideas behind using this material, they could enact control. But they're, uh, it's interesting that they're not. Or maybe they are, and it's just behind the scenes. It could be. It could also be one of those where they're trying to take as much out of this electric, solar, wind crap as they can in the interim until they, you know, maybe that's enough to buy them time to move their investments. Who knows? But to give you an idea, I mean, let's let's talk. It's fascinating, this this material, and especially now that we're starting to see more of it. I mean, it was like I said, it was discovered about a decade ago. But by the time something makes uh, by the time something gets discovered to the time we start seeing it in mass production usually takes about five to seven years, maybe a little longer, something like that. And this one, especially if there's no investments there, and this one especially, like for example, now they're talking about hydrogen, hydrogen powered planes. Hydrogen cars have been around for 20 years. They just didn't have any investments in them. The only output you have, the only byproduct you have from a hydrogen powered vehicle is water vapor. That's it. Why on earth have you not heard about that? Because it's a disruptive technology. If the free market got a hold of it, the auto manufacturers would run crazy with it. Developers would pop up all over the place and they wouldn't be able to control it. They wouldn't be able to control you. So therefore, it has to be repressed until they can move their investments into it. Now, what do you have? Airbus is the first major company that says we're going to start doing hydrogen powered planes because it bought them enough time to move their investments They'll do the same thing with graphene. They'll move their investments at a certain time. But now's not the time. They'll wait until somebody comes along and figures out a way to mass produce it. They'll take that idea and they'll go with it. So they'll take whatever money they can get out of this this green energy garbage uh, and, and move it on to something else later down the line. But some of the other applications you can use this for, think about this, right? Graphene. Think about if you had graphene impregnated concrete and you build a house out of it. The substance also being a semiconductor, the entire home can heat and cool itself on its own. Think about that. You build a car out of graphene, you never have to charge it. You never have to put fuel in it. See, that would cause that this is where I say the control aspect comes in. That would cause them to lose control. You can't control how someone lives if you do that. You're giving that person who has that product freedom. And everything that they're about is stomping on freedom and taking away people's rights. Case in point, the last 12 months. I don't have to speak any more on it. If we had electric cars and we had self-driving cars now, if we had them right now, if that grid was available now, if we had 5G, 6G, whatever the hell you want to call it, if we had all that stuff, if that grid was in place, would you have been allowed to drive in the last 12 months? Would you have been allowed to go anywhere in the last 12 months? Would you have been allowed to travel in the last 12 months? Would you be allowed to travel now? See, if you have another product that comes along and gives you independence as this product would that we're speaking on, well, then that product has to be made obsolete before it even gets off the ground. I think 
we would have been able to drive. The reason I say that is there would be enough upstarts because of the regulations aren't in place right now to enact control on who can do the self-driving um, research and who can't. So I, I would imagine there would be some rooted systems or you know new OS or new software for the self-driving cars that would uh, enable your vehicle even if you've been barred from it. That That's the one caveat to all this crazy control stuff that um, is coming. You're always going to have people that are freedom-loving that will have the skill set to try to create uh, disruptive softwares and technology to try to combat this. The problem arises though when it comes to finances uh if you're caught doing that obviously you're, you're everything's going to be frozen you're not going to have access to anything once we have this control system in place so i don't know currently i i think we would have been okay but the problem is is here in the next few years i i i don't i don't think that would have been the case because um they don't have the systems in place to to fully enact control yet yet but it's coming if this graphene really is something that's, if it really is this mystery, uh, mysterious material that is so amazing, right? If it really becomes a thing in the terms of uh, being mass produced and used. It'll change everything. Um, it'll change. Like no, your, your smartphone, gone. Your LCD TVs, gone. Your silicon chips in your electronics, gone. All of it. Everything would be reinvented. Everything. Yeah. And the other problem, though, is... Um, it would also enable things like, you know, how I talked about how easy it would be to make those circuits that um, uh, you can just adhere to your skin and, and it move mm -hmm. with your... Uh, it would also be just as easy to um, implant something uh, that would use thermoelectric circuits that generates energy from your body heat to power the circuit to house just your personal data. Your banking, you know, those kind of things. Well, that's your not health, a problem. COVID ID, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By all the way, that, all that fun stuff. This is just breaking. This is breaking out of the Washington Post. Biden administration is set to launch a COVID passport that Americans must have to engage in commerce and would track Americans that took the vaccine, despite the warnings by civil rights advocates. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, New York was already testing it. We've had other countries testing it. China's already doing it. That if they try to enact that on a nationwide scale, people aren't going to be um, too accepting of that no. system. No, they're not. Um, and speaking of that, uh, as you say, they've already started to try it in New York, but now it's going to go mainline in New York, right? Vaccine passports. Uh, and I got something here on it. Uh, this is a lot sooner because they're running out of time. Yeah, that's why you're seeing the rush to get all this stuff in. They're running out of time. Uh, New York, at the beginning of the month, uh, was working to implement a system of immunity passports for people who wish to re-enter the, quote, normal aspects of society. The state had clearly made up its mind already and had people working on the project because of the Excelsior Pass. You know, that was the pass to get people into the sports arenas, things like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Excelsior Pass. Yeah. That was run by IBM. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that there's no correlation there. Anybody that wants to do their own research on IBM's role in tracking people in the past, you know, they're welcome to do that. Yeah, just just look back in history about, um, what, 80 70, years back 70, 80 so. years, yeah, yeah, somewhere along in yeah, there, yeah. About, about yeah. that, yeah. Large venues in New York City are already using it, but most others, such as arts, entertainment, and event venues, will require the pass shortly thereafter. People who have either been vaccinated or have received a negative COVID test in the previous few days will be able to obtain the pass 
which can either be printed out on a piece of paper, which I'm sure that's kind to the environment. What do we say that the, um, the, the daily pass just for the Los Angeles area city schools were going to cost? <laughs> 72 trees a day were going to have yeah. to be cut down to get enough paper to print those passes. You know, uh, did you notice the wording there, by the way? Uh, just the you will be able to like it's a good thing. This is this yeah. is great. You're going to also just on that note, pay attention when you're reading those news articles to that kind of thing they're doing there. When you see something they're talking about that is bad and the the, the way it's worded is this is a good thing. This is great. This is yeah. You know, pay attention to that because it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. You need you absolutely have to be able to pick this out because this is. Well, I mean, we've been dealing with this for the last like what thirty years, forty years, longer than I have been in this, uh, been in the game. But just pay attention to it uh, because um, when they start doing this kind of thing, they're lying to you. Now you can either get one of these nice printed passes, yeah, with a little QR code on it, or guess what else? You can get it right on your phone. Yeah, you can just get it right on your phone. It'd be a lot easier that way. So if you choose to install the app on your phone, it will display a key code that will be recognized by a scanner at the entrance to the event you wish to attend or the business you want to enter for shopping or other purposes. Assuming you have a valid code, a green check mark, yeah, a green pass, yeah, yeah, a green check mark will be displayed in response. If the system doesn't find you to be in compliance, a red X will be displayed and you will be denied entrance. Oh, this is going to get real interesting. This is going to get real interesting. Sounds fun so far. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out right out there and get one. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Um, the government's going to be able to manage this. Oh, that's going to be great, isn't it? Because you know how efficient they are. Have you been to a DMV lately? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were telling a joke. Government and I was. I was telling uh, a joke. Yeah, yeah, I was telling a joke, Bruce. The first thing to point out is that New York State has thus far vaccinated roughly half of its eligible citizens. That means that the other half of the state will now be shut out of nearly all non-essential activities unless they can find some place to be tested and verified every few days. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Go find a place to be tested before you have to go to a store. Oh, God. And if you think this only applies to things like basketball games, Guess again. The state has specifically listed wedding receptions as events that will require a scanner at the door and an immunity passport to gain entrance. Oh, that's nice. The government's now going to let you get married. Isn't that great? As they of should the... never be. They should have never been in the, the marriage business to begin with. All right, guys. Did you not catch this point? A scanner will be at all locations to let you know if you have a checkmark or not a checkmark, meaning wherever you go... They will know where you are. Yes. Every place you go will be monitored. Uh, Does anyone know where, um, you know, GP is? Oh, yeah. He just checked into this hotel. Oh, he just Uh uh, walked by this uh, red light. Uh, He crossed the street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100% citizen monitoring. Yeah. Every authoritarian's wet dream. Oh, no. No, no. You got it all wrong. The, The crazy dictator was Trump. We got him out now. Uh, oh. Now everything's yeah good. everything yeah he okay. was he was a crazy man. Now yeah. here's the in, here's the interesting thing. Now it won't while it won't be a part of the initial rollout. Large retail chains and even grocery stores are reportedly studying how this system could be put into effect in their establishments. Why would you study that? Why why would you do that? Now think about this to stay relevant. Yeah, oh yeah, stay relevant. But but think about this. These are businesses, the large retail chains, right? Walmart, Target, 
right? All, all the big supermarket chains, right? Kroger, I don't know what you have down there, uh, but the, the big supermarket chains, right? They've all been open. They've all been essential, right? Has there <laughs> been all any- subsidized. They're all government subsidized. Has there been mm. any actual evidence to prove that you've had mass death because people have been shopping at your establishments during this last 12 months that would warrant putting in a vaccine passport in order to gain access to your business? Has there been any evidence of that? I would argue no. Yes, we've had f- over 550,000 or, or somewhere <laughs> people die of COVID. So uh, yeah, clearly right. that's what the cause sure. was. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You can't be barred from shopping for food and other essentials entirely, at least not yet. But some stores are considering setting up separate entrances for those without the passport or having some shopping hours restricted for only those who can actually get the passport. So see, we're going to have to now segregate society, right? That's what they're going to do. That, that's what they're going to do. They're going to force a splitting of society. You know something? There is a Canadian gym that has decided that they are going to keep the people that have had the vaccination out of their establishments. Now, think about that. Let me see if I can find that that post they put up. A Canadian gym? Can yeah. they even do that legally? There is a gentleman by the name of Cyrus Patrick who owns a gym in Canada. And he has put out this statement. This is from his Facebook page. It says, please be advised. The business is called CP Fitness. Okay. He says, please be advised to assure the safety of our staff and existing clients. CP Fitness will not be accepting new personal training clients who have taken the experimental vaccine. This decision has been made in consultation with our insurance company, as well as health professionals. The unknown health effects of the mRNA vaccines are not covered by our liability. And also, we had to take into consideration reported side effects such as viral shedding, seizures, and death into consideration. We apologize for any inconvenience, and we will reevaluate our policy when clinical trials of the experimental injection are completed in 2023. Thank you. <laughs> so they're taking the opposite approach. They're looking at the other things because that, that's the other thing about this. Is this going to trigger something else? Because we don't know what the effects of this are. So is this going to put other people at risk? Those of you that are being told to take the vaccine, what happens if something emerges out of that? That is an unforeseen set of circumstances that causes another outbreak of something bigger. It's just food for thought, just something to consider. So what about businesses taking the opposite approach? The Atlas Gym in New Jersey. They were offering free memberships to people that didn't get the vaccine because they believe in health and nutrition. Krispy Kreme Donuts is offering free donuts to people that do get the vaccine. But at the same time, we're seeing higher reported cases and severe cases of COVID of people that are obese or have underlying conditions such as diabetes that you would get from over-consuming things like donuts. But hey, if you get a vaccine, we'll give you free donuts. Well, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It's a topsy-turvy world, man. It's very American. Yeah, very American indeed. All right, getting back to New York here. So the person that was reviewing this said that they've gone through the explainer of how the system operates, and they didn't see any exceptions listed for people with comorbidities or underlying conditions that could lead their doctors to recommend that they avoid the vaccine, which is not actually a vaccine. So if you either choose not to be vaccinated or are medically disqualified from receiving it, at least in New York, you will officially be a second class citizen starting April 2nd. Without the pass, you will will be part of a new class of pariahs who are barred from mingling with the new upper class of people with immunity, which doesn't even give you immunity, by the way, according to the vaccine makers themselves, which is not even a vaccine, which they're telling you it is, or those who purchase a few days of normalcy by showing a negative COVID test result. So you ask, when does it end, right? When does that end? Well, the answer is, is it doesn't. It doesn't end until we, the people, stand up and say that it ends. That's when it ends. I said that a year ago, didn't I? 
I said, COVID ends when we the people say it ends. We even titled a podcast saying that COVID ends when we say it ends and not a moment sooner. There's no mention. Have you noticed this? There's no mention of how long that's going to last. There's no mention of any kind of an end date. Oh, they're going to give you a start date, but they're not going to give you an end date because there isn't an end date. It's going to be there. The government's considering this to be a new normal. These people are sick that want to do this. As soon as we saw the social distancing, I thought that's biometric identification right off the bat. Because you can't get biometric identification to work accurately unless you have at least one and a half to two meters distance from people. Now, it's not going to be restricted to just New York State, right? That's the that's just the beta tests, right? That's just the beta test. That's all that is because it's a densely populated area. And, yeah, they're going to be able to get it through up there because you got half the city that's woke, at least the ones that are left. Uh, and then you got the other half that are just trying to get by if they haven't had their businesses bankrupted yet. But all the blue states at a minimum, at a minimum, are going to have it implemented. You watch. California, definitely. I can see it in California. California will be next, at least the southern part of California or that section in between. But here's the thing. Are you really going to continue to put up with this, right? For whatever country you're from. I know we got listeners all over the world. Are you going to continue to put up with this? Are your people going to continue to put up with it? Yeah, I think so. Because apparently discrimination, I mean, in societies, we don't put up with discrimination. I mean, don't give me the crap about this talk in the U.S. that is perpetuated by these know-nothing morons on television and in the media, okay, and in these universities. But we don't tolerate racism, sexism, or any any other kind of ism. We don't tolerate that. Those of us that are normal, principled people, we don't put up with that kind of stuff. We don't want people like that around us. And we make sure that those people are run off. So we're going to put up with this. We're going to put up with this kind of discrimination, this kind of discrimination. This is okay. I'm just saying it can't be allowed to stand, right? Who am I? I'm just one person, but I'm saying it can't be allowed to stand. It sounds an awful lot like this, um, the um, COVID pass, you know, the green pass, whatever you want to call it. It sounds really familiar to Christian end times uh, stuff. Just saying. I haven't seen any swarms of frogs yet, have you? Just because they're calling it the mark of Mr. Beast does not mean... There's any similarity to those biblical scriptures. Mm, true. They were the used word Mister, so it's completely yeah, different it, now. You, you've, uh, that's fair. That 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 totally mm-hmm. totally makes it false. You're right. Mm-hmm. All right, we are going to have to go. We're out of time today, but uh, thank you guys for being here today. GP, it's a real pleasure you being in here. Uh, I know you're oh, uh, you're getting down to uh, you're getting down to days uh, to, to lift off day here, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am leaving in five days. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to be sad to see you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm just uh, hoping that when you go out there and you re-enter the food chain, that you make it back. Yeah, that will be an uh, interesting part of it. In the meantime, uh, all right, so we are going to have to go, but we're promoting our Telegram channel. We have gotten a few admins over there, uh, and some of us have been posting some things. Uh, just as a matter of fact, just put up some stuff today. Uh, but get signed up to us over on Telegram. Would appreciate all of you that do sign up over there. Welcome to all of the new people that have signed up to us on Telegram, subscribe to us over there. We hope you enjoy the content that you're getting. So thank you all very much. Welcome to all of you. For those of you who have not made it over there yet, get yourself over to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, whichever device you have. Get the Telegram app downloaded. Get signed up. Search for us when you get onto Telegram. Search for Dynamic Independence, where our public channel will pop right up. Click join. You'll be subscribed to us there. You'll get all of our content we put out here every day. And you'll also get an exclusive podcast. We put out once a week and you'll also get all of our highlights and news articles and everything else that we post uh, to try and do our best and keep up with it as best we can because we still have you know lives to live to try and keep everybody informed as to kind of the direction we're going to be talking every day. So uh, yeah, get signed up to us over there so you can get all that content and you can follow us there. Also, we're going to be doing some live Q&A in the future. Hopefully we can get GP on one of those before he leaves. So uh, we'll be able to uh, to take some live Q&A from people. It won't be recorded or anything like that. It'll be very, 
very informal, very impromptu, uh, and you'll be able to jump in in real time and, uh, and ask us questions from whatever device you're, uh, you're following us on. Uh, so that'll be coming up here in the coming days. Hopefully sometime this week, we'll get one of those first ones started just to try it out and, uh, and see how it goes. But uh, yeah, that'll be coming up soon. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com, or you can join our discussion channel on Telegram. We also have a discussion uh, forum set up over there, as well as a comment section. So anything we post now, you can also drop a comment on there as well. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and associates. We are trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast and on GP's text messages. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to, man. Also, if you'd give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. GP and Bruce, thank you guys for being here today. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.